this is Jay Jewel. You are listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, along with Chuck Carter, and our guest, Robert Hooks. Robert Hooks, founder of the Group Theater Workshop in New York City, the D.C. Black Repertory Company in Washington, D.C., and the internationally recognized Negro Ensemble Company in New York City. Robert Hooks is also the first African-American actor to star in a network TV dramatic series, which Robert did when he starred in the original NYPD series on ABC in 19. 19- 67. In part one of our conversation with Robert, we talked about his passion for the stage, his work as a cultural architect, and the role that played in the development of the Negro Ensemble Company. And Plus, he shared a few memories about his years working on NYPD. In part two of our conversation, Chuck and I asked Robert about some of his other notable film and TV roles. Chuck? Here's a question to backtrack just slightly. You made your film debut in Sweet Love bitter in 1967. Robert, as an actor, you'd done a lot of theater, some television. How did you find motion picture making as an actor? Difference, good, bad? What were, what was your process? Uh, Well, first of all, it certainly is different, okay? I I love both, uh, both acting for television and acting for film. Uh, I learned to love it. You have to learn to love it because when you go to work and you start shooting that day, you're shooting scene 35, mm-hmm. and then you go to scene 10, and then you go to scene 115. Mm-hmm. It's disjointed. Now, there is a science to acting for, for film, and I learned that uh, early on. But as an actor, an actor's medium is the stage. Mm-hmm. The curtain goes up. There is no cut. Let's do that again. No, curtain goes up, and you're out there, and you do your thing. And then the curtain goes down, and you've done a play. Mm-hmm. But in in film, it's different. Now I understand why they have to do what they do, and it's all about bottom line. You you can't do a screenplay uh, from scene one all the way through because then you got to jump all over the mm-hmm. place. But so acting for film, you have to just really learn how to make it work, and it's a science to it. Acting for the theater is an actor's dream work. Right, especially because the theater allows you the opportunity to rehearse every day as the play is in production. So you may have had a performance last night or you may be going back to a play that you've done before, but because it may have been a couple of years, you go back to it and it gives you a chance to get back into the bones of that character. And exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and of course, film is different because you just can't shoot a, a film you know, from the first scene to the last, because of you, you know, you're, you know, you're outdoors, you're indoors, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're in another country. So the scenes, when you go to shoot a, a film, it's just different. And a lot of actors don't like it. I learned to like acting for film, but at my my druthers, if I had, I mean, acting on the stage is nothing like it. Mm-hmm. That's an actor's medium, and film is not. Film is an editor's medium. Yes. One of the films you're most well-known for is is the Black Plortation movie Trouble Man. I watched that last night. I'd never seen it before. You're in like every scene or virtually every scene. And that's, on the one hand, it's that could be an actor's dream because you're in every scene, but that could take quite a toll on you because especially if you had a lot of scenes working at night and things like that. What memories do you have of making that picture? 
no, I was, I was, uh, I, we shot that out here in, in California. Mm -hmm. uh, no, it was, uh, it was wonderful. Look, it was the starring role. It, Troubled Man, Mr. T was the star, mm -hmm. and 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 if you if you see black exploitation movies uh, exploited in newspapers, magazines, you'll never see Trouble Man. Mm -hmm. Now you never see Trouble Man because Trouble Man was not really considered a black exploitation film. The black exploitation films that saved a lot of the Hollywood studios were those movies where the pimps and the right. you know the super fly and the Mac and you know those pimp street kind of thing. But Trouble Man, Mr. T was a private eye. He was a he was a, a godfather in the community. Mm -hmm. It was a different feel for that film than it was for the other, quote, black exploitation. It came along at the same time, uh, 72, 72, 72, yeah. 72, we did that. But it was not really considered a black exploitation production because of the, the character, what the character meant. Not that the other characters, I mean, you know, I don't mind seeing movies about pimps and prostitutes and gangsters and those kind of things. That's fine. But that wasn't what T was. Yeah. Mr. T, you know, people came to him for advice. He'd walk down the street, and he would stop and talk to anybody on the street. Mm -hmm. And it was like, um, he was like um, a neighborhood godfather. Yeah. And this was before the Godfather movie. Mm -hmm. And if you remember seeing the film, uh, when T goes into his pool room mm -hmm. that he owned, you know, people came in and had to stand in line. Yeah to come over to T to tell him what their troubles were, yeah. and T would fix them for him. He certainly did. He made Gordon jump, jump, among other things. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, two things. Many of the scenes you had in Trouble Man were with one of my favorite character actors, Bill Henderson. Oh, and, man, what a wonderful human being. What a fa And a lot of people just didn't know him. They knew him as a singer. Yeah. He was a fabulous singer. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people didn't know he was an actor. And he and I became very, very good friends uh, doing that movie. I loved Bill, and he was perfect for the role. He was one of my favorite people, too. And it was, well, you know, we lose a lot of our friends. Yeah. I've lost a lot of mine in the last few years. But but he was one of them. And, uh, and I always remind people that not only was he a great... And I have to tell people, because when they saw him in the movie, they thought they didn't even know him as a singer. Yeah. Because he was not... Uh, as a singer, he was not as popular as a lot of the singers. Mm -hmm. But boy, could he sing. Yeah. Robert, in the movie, you wear some pretty amazing suits, and you are one clean, <laughs> bad... Doot -doot. Um, so my question is, did any of those suits leave with you after the production? Because you really look great. I have a closet. Uh, I can't wear them anymore. Uh, <laughs> boy. I can't wear them anymore, but I have a closet in a in, well, I won't even say where it is, but uh yes, I, I walked away with uh maybe about I don't know, maybe seven or eight suits. eBay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad because you you were boy, those plaid suits with the yeah, wide lapels I and the great uh, stuff, I, you know. Yeah, I, I uh, but th th those are the kind of suits that the the style they just went out of style, so you can't wear them anymore. But but no, I, I walked away with, uh, and I let the producers know I was going to take those suits. Nah, <laughs> I let them know. 
I'm walking with these. <laughs> I walk with maybe seven or eight suits wow. and some other stuff as well. On the line with us is Robert Hooks. Robert Hooks, founder of the Negro Ensemble Company and the DC Black Repertory Company, and the first African American actor to star in a network. TV drama, which Robert did when he starred in the original NYPD series on ABC in 1967. You can follow Robert on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Robert Hooks, his website, roberthooks.com. For more information on the Negro Ensemble Company, go to necinc.org. I want to ask you about the Media Forum in just a second, but first, one more television question, if I can. Sure. Around that time, around the early 70s, you did a couple of FBIs. One was Cecily Tyson, and another uh, where you worked with a then-unknown Harvey Keitel. Do you have any memories of either of those shows or working with those? Oh, sure. No, I mean, I, 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 Harvey, Harvey and I became buddies, and we, you know, we, we were buddies in New York as well and out here. You know, I, I don't remember the shows because... If you go on IMDb and look me up, there I must have done 150 television mm-hmm. shows. It's hard for me to remember the FBI show. I did a couple of those, but I've done all kinds. I guess starred on most of the series over the years, mm-hmm. so it's hard for me to zero in on a on one series because you know you do it and then you go do other things and then. You might go back and do another one, but then you do ten other ones before, you know. So it's hard to reflect back on. And I will have people walk up to me and say, you know, we did, remember when we did so-and-so, so-and-so? And I swear to you, I can't remember. And I understand completely, Robert, because when I ask you a question like that, it's like asking you what you had for lunch that day you <laughs> right. know, in 1972. <laughs> right, exactly. It's hard. It's very difficult. And a lot of people don't understand it because a lot of people think you should remember them. <laughs> and I work, no, I work with these people and they walk up, one guy walks up and he says, oh, you don't remember me, do yeah. you? And he really got an attitude. Like, wait a minute. Uh, where do I know you from? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I could write a book about people who think they know me because they see me, they see my face, and they don't expect to see me in a grocery store mm-hmm. or a supermarket or walk anything. They they don't but I do that. That's me, right? So I see people that look at me and says, Didn't you used to work at IBM? Didn't we work together? And so that I could write a book about the people who think they know me, not from television, but that's or, or in the movies. Mm-hmm. But that's where they see my face. But they think they know me. So this one guy I got to tell you, we got time for a little story okay. about, yeah. th- about that, don't we? Okay. Yeah. This is the Robert Hook Show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm starting my theater company in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and the, the, the Washington Post is doing this article on hometown boy comes home and he does great things for the community, whatever. So the guy is sitting there doing this thing, and he, well, we walk outside in, in front of the theater, and we're standing there, the reporter and I, and we're talking, you know, about whatever, whatever. And there's this guy standing, I don't know, maybe 10 feet away. And he's got a dolly. He's leaning on a dolly. And he's looking at me. He's just looking at me, right? Mm-hmm. And he's shaking his head, isn't it? shaking his head, looking at me. So now the reporter sees this. And this is getting a little embarrassing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I said, hold on for a second. Excuse me for a second. So I go over to this guy. And I said, what are you doing? I mean, 
are you doing? You know, I'm having an interview here, man. I got a new company here. And I, oh, you don't know me, do you, huh? Oh, oh, you don't know me, right? So he's getting this attitude. So I said, don't, don't do this, okay? Because this man's going to write this about it in the paper mm -hmm, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so I said, look, if you know me, you'd probably know me from television. I don't even watch no damn television. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm getting a little ticked off with this guy, right? Mm -hmm. So because he, so he says, well, when did you get out? Hmm. I said, what? Oh man, uh, I know it's he coming. He thought that I was in prison uh. with him. There's this prison outside of Washington called Lorton. Mm -hmm. and he oh, yeah, thought, I know it, yeah. He thought that he knew me from in jail, in prison, wow. and that I didn't want to, I was pretending I didn't know him. So he was getting into a real kind of a thing. So I'm ready to go, and then these two little girls walk up, and they have this autograph books. She said, oh, Mr. Hooks, could you sign my autograph? Could you sign my autograph? So I said, yeah, now I want to sign the autograph, and then I want to get back in this guy's face because mm -hmm. I'm now I'm ticked off, yeah. right? This guy thought I was in jail with him, and he mm -hmm. refuses to. So, so I sign the autographs, and the little girls walk off, and I turn around, and this guy is getting in his truck. He was delivering liquor or whatever to, down the street. Mm -hmm. But... So he was getting in his truck, and he drove away. Now, he realized that he was talking to an actor he had seen on television. Mm -hmm. Now, I got stories like that, people who think that they know me, think they went to school with mm -hmm. me, I work with me, but they don't, the fact that I was, they know my face from television or from movies. But anyway, that was one of the stories. Well, you know what you need to do? You need to get those suits out and have them adjusted <laughs> and wear those all the time, and they'll know who you are. Yeah, I am down to that weight again. Now you're talking. You I'm go. telling you, they're coming back. Well, one last question on Trouble Man. Um, Marvin Gaye did the soundtrack for Trouble Man, which is an incredible soundtrack. In fact, it's been reissued with actual film soundtrack. What are your thoughts on the soundtrack, and did you ever meet Marvin or talk to him? Well, first of all, I went to school with Marvin and both from Washington, D.C., so we we went to school together. So I've known Marvin all of his life. Mm -hmm. You know, he's gone now. But when he was writing the score for Trouble Man, mm -hmm. he would invite me over to the Chateau Maman, one of the hotels mm -hmm. they had him up in. Mm -hmm. And so I went over, and he was in this room. He was writing music and his piano, and there must have been 15 women in that apartment. <laughs> must have been in, the, in yeah. the hotel. And he was saying, oh, go get Mr. Hooks this, go get Mr. <laughs> Hooks this. And we were sitting, and he's writing, and these women are all over the place. And I'm saying to myself, Marvin, how the hell do you work? How can you write <laughs> with all these women all over the place? But anyway, um, yes, we were friends long before Trouble Man, but we weren't that close. Right. But uh, I would go to the studio and to his hotel while he was writing the music. Mm -hmm. And it was fun. Uh, it was fun with the women, but we won't get into that. No, we won't. <laughs> but, it's, but it's really a great score, and it's it's almost like a jazz album, and quite unlike anything. I thought the album was better than the movie, to be honest with you, but it's a great album, a great, great score. Uh, and <laughs> we got married, my wife and I got married. You know, I walk in and I went, well, then you'll be thrilled to know that when the show airs, it's going to start off with 
Trouble Man theme. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I look forward to that. Uh, and I was, it, it's, of course, you know, I always like uh, talking to people that know how to interview, and you guys are good. On the line with us is Robert Hooks. Robert Hooks, founder of the Negro Ensemble Company and the DC Black Repertory Company, and the first African American actor to star in a network. TV drama, which Robert did when he starred in the original NYPD series on ABC in 1967. Can I ask you one question about the media form? Oh, sure. Okay, because we, we mentioned Denise Nicholas a little while ago and her, uh, her, her association with uh, the Negro Ensemble Company. I, I understand that she was also one of the people behind the media forum. Well, uh, there were six of us. There was Denise Nicholas. Mm-hmm. There was Brock Peters. It was Janet McLaughlin. There was Charles Floyd Johnson, who's a big producer now. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Brock Peters uh, and Tracy Lyles. So the six of us started the media forum uh, as a result of wanting to do something like A Hand is on the Gate. Now, you guys are too, too young to remember A Hand is on the Gate, which is a, a kind of a compilation of poetry by black poets done to music, and it's a, done in a classic you know, black tie kind of, uh, when we do it on stage, we're all in our black ties and mm-hmm. all, and we're doing mm-hmm. these down nitty gritty poems, but we're standing on stage or on stools, but, but in black tie. Mm-hmm. And we would travel around the state uh, to do it for the school systems. And it was a really basically a, a kind of a civil rights, uh, a black renaissance kind of uh, reflection on black America. And um, we did it, and uh, then we were asked to do it on television. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, we did it on television and won, oh, we won a lot of uh, Emmys mm-hmm. for that particular show. But it was really basically just actors on stage doing poetry by classic black playwrights, Langston Hughes mm-hmm. and people like that. And, and then there was some music and, and, as well. But uh, it was just so much fun doing it. It was a classic... I'd love to do something like that again, as a matter of fact, uh, because it's it's a formal setting, but the poetry is just down to the bone, black poetry. And you know, you talk about the sheer level of talent between the six of you. Um, you know, right? Put, put, put <laughs> Are you in, kidding me? Putting that thing <laughs> together, yeah. Yeah, no, and uh, as a matter of fact, they're all well. Half of them are gone now. Uh, Janet. Janet Brock and Tracy are gone, and so Denise and Charles Johnson and myself are left. Uh, but that kind of show can be done by anybody, and I've, I've still been... As a matter of fact, that particular show... If you Did you guys see it? Have you seen it? I have not. That's on my to-do list. Yeah, it's really... It's a wonderful piece, and, I, you know, it's... Uh, it's hard to come by, and, and as a matter of fact, it was a PBS thing, mm-hmm. and, and they uh, just refused to give, uh, you know, give the rights and that kind of thing. But, but it's a wonderful piece. But yes, it was fun doing uh, the media forum, mm-hmm. and it was a political group as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it's, we don't have time to go into what we were really all about. But it was about uh, the industry uh, being unfair to black performers, black material. We wanted to kind of make a statement. Uh, in doing so, we wanted to perform while we were making that statement. 
and that was the media forum organization was a political organization that we were just a kind of a performing arm of this political organization called the media forum on the line with us is robert hooks robert hooks founder of the negro ensemble company and the dc black repertory company and the first african-american actor to star in a network TV drama, which Robert did when he starred in the original NYPD series on ABC in 1967. We'll talk some more with Robert when Chuck and I come back after this quick timeout here on TV Confidential. Got a product or service that you want our listeners to know about? Become an advertiser or underwriter of TV Confidential and let our brand help promote your brand. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash advertise or visit the TV Confidential page at advertisecast.com. Com. Ed Robertson, along with her friend Donna Allen Figueroa, who I understand has a new book out. Yes, it's entitled Fall Again Beginnings. It's the first part of a four-part contemporary romantic series uh, set against the background of working actors. Something that you know a, little, a thing or two well, about. Well, you write what you know, and I have been working in the business for several years. It is not necessarily autobiographical, but it's based on... Sure, many of the experiences that the actors in my book have, many have happened to me, many have happened to friends of mine. It's not, if you're looking for Valley of the Dolls, it's not, it's grounded in reality. It is grounded in reality, and it's the first in a series. Yes, Called the Fall Again series. Fall Again. Which is available as a paperback as well as an ebook and in Kindle at fallagainseries.com. Ed Robertson, along with Benny Biffle and Sammy Schuster, the stars of The Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster. Hey, Benny. Yes, Sammy. Did you know that there's a new DVD out called The Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster? You're kidding. I thought it was married. I thought it was The Mrs. Adventures no, no, of no, Biffle no, no, and no. Schuster. It's single. It's oh, single. It's called The Misadventures like of Biffle and Schuster. It's on Kino Lorber. Oh, that's a big company. It is. They only release good stuff. In fact, this came out the same week as the Ten Commandments, the Paramount one that was in color came out. You're kidding. So you know they deal in quality. Yeah. Of course, this one's mostly in black and white, but there is some color in there, as I recall. Right. But the the movies are colorful in themselves. They certainly are. Mm -hmm. And we work with some wonderful people in there. That's right. And Joe Dante visited us on the set, the great director Joe Dante. What did he say about this collection of shorts? He said something along the lines of, and this is merely a quote, Forehead slapping funny. What impresses is the dogged authenticity to the era, which makes it all the more hilarious, says I, Joe Dante. Joe Dante. How about that? Mm, yes. mm-hmm. And he's a famous writer. Yes, he is. Well, wrote about that Inferno thing. He certainly did. Yeah. Terrific, yeah. We're Biffle and Schuster, as you can see. No one else can make that statement louder than we. They say we're soporific and it's probably we. We're Biffle and Schuster. Oh, we're Biffle and Schuster. No, no. We're Biffle and Schuster. B-I-F-F-L, Biffle, S-H-W-O-O-S-T-E, Schuster. Biffle and Schuster, need we say more? Available wherever DVDs are sold through our friends at Kino Lorber. TV Confidential is available online for listening on demand as a podcast through iTunes, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else where you could download podcast. You can also listen to recent episodes of TV Confidential On Demand for free on the Listen Now page at televisionconfidential.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, 
have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.